Welcome to the Movie Epidemic Podcast. Chadley got me up at the crack of fuck, and we're ready to roll. What do we got did, on the uh, agenda for today, Chadley? Did you not come up with a uh, with a Chadley quote of the day? So no Chadley yeah, quote of the, the day. Quote or is of the day? It's, you, oh, it's when just... you wake me up at the crack of fuck, Chadley. You was pissed that we're up so goddamn early. Yeah, it's really early in the morning, and we've decided to do a podcast for fuzzies. For funsies, really early. I'm exhausted. Buck's exhausted, so. You know, this is gonna be a fun episode. This is gonna be a fun well, episode. Problem, I stay up till like two in the morning, and then Chadley's yeah. like, well, "Let's get up at eight to do a fucking podcast." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I went. I went to go to bed at eleven, but I was like, "Man, I'll just throw on the Force Awakens while I go to sleep," and then I accidentally watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, so it's been so a while since fucking tired. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. Uh, I'm fresh off a film festival, so my body's still recovering. <laughs> Because, oh, yeah, we'll have like, to talk about that as well. Here's the thing about film festivals I love them, but uh, like four movies a day for two weeks, don't do that. Yeah, it's yeah, it starts to numb your body. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly you, you barely even remember, you're like, wait, which movie is this? What, wait, what, what am I even watching here? Well, that's true. By about the uh, 10th or 11th day, they all started just to run together. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? Did you see anything as amazing as you saw last year when you saw the movie Roar? Roar yeah, Roar and Ex Machina were uh, pretty good highlights. This year, there was some damn good shit, Chadley. I gotta, I gotta say, um, is it is it shit that's coming up? Yep, yep. Uh, there's this All one right. with Shia LaBeouf, Chadley. Oh goddamn! I'm already in. And uh, it's it's one of the it's one of the greatest movies ever. So uh, I'm excited. It's called American. <laughs> And it's uh, basically just Shia, Shia LaBeouf selling magazines across the country and banging chicks. It's oh, dude, I'm down. I'm so in for that. Our, you know our our boy Park Chan Wook of old boy fame. Oh yep. Oh, I love him. His, love his, him his new movie, The Handmaiden, really fucked up. Really good. Uh, oh, sweet. Is it is it super Korean? Yeah, it's real Korean, dude. It's 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 real old boy. <laughs> I love, oh, dude, I love Super Korean. And then uh, there's a couple others. I saw this really good zombie movie called The Girl with All the Gifts. I highly recommend that when it comes out. I didn't know uh, they still made good zombie movies. I thought that was sort of done. Oh, the British do. The British are still making them. Oh, thank God. God bless them. First they gave us 28 Days Later, now this uh, one. Well, I already already pegged what's going to win the Oscar, too. That's uh, Manchester by the Sea starring Casey Affleck. He's a... fucking incredible in it and he's gonna get an oscar for it because so. nothing else good dude, has come casey, out here so dude casey affleck is gonna win an oscar that's right, God that damn, is dude everybody buckle up that's the first side of the apocalypse oh and then i saw that uh, I saw, uh you know that guy that did clouds of sia marie with uh christian yeah, stewart there christian stewart yeah he uh he made another one with christian stewart called personal shopper where she like she's a personal shopper but she also texts ghosts uh, it's really fucking bad. It was like the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like at the end of the at the end of the film festival movies, like everybody claps right to show appreciation. After Personal yeah. Shopper, fucking dead silence. Just like people standing up and walking out. It was amazing. Yo, somebody's fucking parking in my parking spot right now. I'm watching them do it. Oh yeah. Um, I, and there's nothing I can do. I'm potting. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> Motherfucker's parking in my parking spot right now. Well, well your car's not in there. No, my car. I parked my car. I, park, I parked my car in the street because my girlfriend was parked 
in the parking spot. And then she went to work, and now this motherfucker just thinks he can just park wherever. That's a paid spot. You can get a $250 fine for it. I'm calling the cops. Call the cops, and then block him in. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even parked in it. Like, he, he half parked in it. it like, he's like, he's jutting out. Why are you doing this? Get out of my spot. Um, okay, so I have a story to tell, because this is, you did that. But while you were doing that, uh, something interesting happened to me. Um, so I've, I've mentioned before that recently I moved into kind of a shady area. Mm-hmm. And this week, I met the laziest mugger in history. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got mugged too recently. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, I, was listening to my, uh, I was listening to my podcast. Uh, I also realized that... Um, um, this is probably how I'm going to end up dying in my life. So I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit further on too. So I was listening to, I was just listening to a podcast. And I was just walking to work. Um, and this guy stops me and he's like, he, and he does this, right? He does this. I'm like, he's like gesturing for me to take out my headphones, um, which happens to me all the time. And it's mostly like guys get me to take out my headphones. They're like, man, you got some spare change, man. I'm a rapper. And like, uh, you know, I'm I'm homeless right now. I'm just trying to make it to Winnipeg, dude. You know, like I, you know, I've heard that story. Like I swear to God, from four <laughs> different homeless dudes uh, trying to get to Winnipeg to do rap music. Um, so this guy tells me to pull up my headphones, and he goes, "Hey, kid, nice headphones. Give them to me." And I was like, "I this has never happened to me before. I'd never been mugged. I'd never been mugged in my life." So uh, my my immediate response, my immediate response, without even thinking, was just. Um, no. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I realized that that is why I'm going to die early because <laughs> somebody's legit going to come and try and fucking, like, with a knife and be like, give me your wallet. I'm going to say no. And then they're just going to fucking deep in, just uh-huh. stab me. But I said, um, no. And he goes, oh, okay. Do you got a cigarette? And I'm like, uh, no. And then he walked away. <laughs> That's hilarious because like, a very similar thing happened to me uh, after the film fest. I was waiting for the bus. It was like midnight, and the bus stop that I think it's right across from like a bank, and it's downtown. So there's fucking ca- there's street cameras everywhere, yep. and fucking buddy rolls up to me. He's like, I I had my headphones, in, but uh, he was yelling so I could hear, and he's like. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, give me your money. And I'm like, hey, bro, there's eight cameras around us. Why are you doing this? And he's like, oh. And then just like ran off. I was like, what just killed me there, though? Yeah, dude. Like, like it's scary. It's just because like it's just like where your brain goes immediately. But then you're like, oh, shit, I dude. I like- didn't have any money, so it's not like <laughs> – like, well, shit, man, I can credit card. It. I can cancel that like in four seconds. Yeah, all it takes literally for one phone call. Hey, nobody carries money anymore. And like, here's the thing: is like, yeah, you can. The only thing you can do is take somebody's credit card and either immediately go use tap before they cancel it, or take them with you as a hostage, which is like a really good way to go to jail for like a super long time. <laughs> But uh, this is we both got mugged, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) We both almost got mugged, but then didn't. Um, uh, So this is not the mugging podcast. Every time a homeless guy asks me for money, I'm like, nah, I got Bitcoin, bro. Because it's true. That's all I have. Fucking 
fucking like homeless people ask me for money every goddamn day. Sometimes they just yell at me. They'll like tell me they take out my headphones and be like, "Man, take on down to the Victoria and then I'm like, "I don't know what's going on." And I just keep on walking. Yesterday, yesterday a fucking guy was like, "Hey, bud, you got two bucks?" And I'm like, "Nah, bro, I only carry Bitcoin." And <laughs> and he's like, he looked very confused and he was like, you look like Buddy Holly. I'm like, what? And he's like, Buddy fucking Holly. And I'm like, you do oh, look like Buddy Holly. That's that's not correct. Really though, I look more like fucking like a Down syndrome John Lennon. <laughs> that's very true. It's very true. It's very true. You, you do have Down syndrome, and it is nice that we are giving you a spot on this show. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs> So, All right, so this is actually a, a podcast where we talk about movies. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about Woody Allen's Cafe Society, uh-huh. a brand spanking new film from uh, director of Annie Hall <laughs> and Midnight in Paris. Um, we're also going to be continuing on our Spooky Tober prelude. Uh, we're going to be watching Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm, Holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. I'm excited to talk about this shit. And then... Netflix original. We're going to talk about XOXO. Very excited to talk about that as well because, man, holy shit, do I ever have a lot to say about that. I watched it like a month ago and I remember everything that's wrong with it. But <laughs> Me too. Uh, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about Cafe Society. Sure. This is a movie. Um, this is a movie. Here's, here's the thing is that Woody Allen is very good at some things. Mm-hmm. Um. He's very good at pulling performances out of people. Like, he's real fucking good at pulling good performances out of people. Um, He's really good at writing fun-to-hear dialogue. Like, the dialogue that he writes is really fun. Yeah. Not very very good at telling stories, though, unfortunately. That's that's, that's a big problem. Uh, The thing about Woody Allen is the same goddamn movie I've seen before, Woody. (laughs) Fucking white people. (laughs) Fucking... Uh. He, he he always like he like I feel like Woody Allen is like because he used to star in all his movies now he's like man I'm just the oldest Jew now so I can't even I can't be in a romantic lead you know I gotta find I gotta, um, gotta find the second biggest Jew in Hollywood and then get him to do a Woody Allen impression ooh Eisenberg it's right there in the name yeah well like <laughs> I would say out of like because his last like probably like ten films right it's been like a Woody Allen surrogate it hasn't actually been him um. Yeah, I kind of think Jesse Eisenberg's a pretty good choice to replace Woody Allen because I hate seeing him on my screen, uh, but I do find him rather charming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And you know what? He does the Woody Allen impression pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen some of his more recent stuff, so I don't know how Joaquin Phoenix did in the last one. I assume good because he's a maniac. Yeah, dude, I I haven't haven't seen that Joaquin one. But I I am curious to see how Joaquin Phoenix um, does uh, with a Woody Allen impression. Doing the Woody, yeah. Doing the Woody Allen. <laughs> whenever, yeah, whenever a maniac does something, that's what that's what I like to see. So, it's just like to to me to me it just does seem like almost psychotic and nar- narcissistic that every movie you make you force the main character to do an impression of you. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shit. He's like, do it like me. It'd be funnier. It's like fuck you, Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do um, it like me, or else you're not gonna hit the you're not gonna hit the right cadence. Like, yeah. Uh, Okay. All right then. Yeah, get so, bit, I gotta say, I really like the first half of this movie. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, this movie starts off really strong. Um, it is kind of a basic romantic plot, but like, it's like if one of those roman like one of those like shitty romance movies had really really good dialogue. So it's mm-hmm. it's like kind of bizarre to watch because the story isn't super interesting, but I'm interested in what everybody's saying. Um, nobody's fucking better at the metaphor than goddamn Woody Allen. Sure, nobody's better at the men- at the metaphor, which I love. Um, but so basically, what this movie is about is yeah, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, whose dad, uh, no, not dad, his uncle, his uncle Stevie Carell is a film producer. They all and, uh, can possibly be related, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good guess. I, I was thinking that as well. Um, so, um, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg moves to Hollywood to hang out with his film producer uncle and uh, wants to become a film producer himself. He does not end up doing that, but he does fall in love with his uncle's secretary. Little does he know that his that his uncle is also banging the secretary. Here, I'm going to I'm going to describe a movie to you, okay? And I'm going to I want you to tell me what movie I am talking about. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, all right? They start working together and immediately there's a spark. There's a spark um, and they start falling in love. It's really cute and he really really falls for her, but little does he know. Little does he know that uh, behind the scenes um, this girl has been fooling around with somebody of seniority uh, at their workplace um, that everybody respects. What's that? Ryan Reynolds isn't in this? Ryan Reynolds yeah, isn't no, in this? Yeah, no, is this Ryan Reynolds? I don't know. This, this is the fucking, it's the same <laughs> plot as Adventureland, even with the same cast, but instead of being at, a, at an amusement park, it's fucking in a film studio. It's, it's really weird, but like it works well. It works, it doesn't work yeah, as well okay, as, as Adventureland. I'm going to stop there. Uh, I agree, and I think that would be fine as a movie. And then all of a sudden, what he's like, "Nah, you're going back to New York," and it's like, "Yeah, hmm. that, that, that's." I'd say that's when the whole movie derails, and then and then Corey Stoll's in it a whole bunch. And <laughs> I know you, you know, hate Stoll, and I, I hate Corey Stoll. And like, although to be fair, he was actually kind of decent in this one. Um, he didn't, he, he, you know, he wasn't he wasn't doing Paul Shear face, which I really appreciate in this one. Shear face? Yeah, he wasn't doing the Paul Shear face. Uh, in this one, which I appreciated, um, but like, yeah, there was they would just kind of cut away from the actual stuff that we gave a shit about to like show stuff that his family was doing, like that whole neighbor thing. Like, man, did I ever not give a shit about that? The yeah. whole thing about the the uh, his his sister and his brother in law have an angry neighbor, and so like they they tell a gangster about the angry neighbor and then the angry neighbor dies and it has absolutely has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, really, I really don't know what all that was because like I, I, I enjoyed the first like first half so much like Jesse Eisenberg fucking around with Jewish hookers and whatnot. Oh, dude, the Jewish hooker bit, I was, I was screaming, dude. Uh, that was Anna, Anna Camp playing the Jewish hooker. See, they, they tra- Woody Allen tried, tried to trick you into thinking this was a good movie. Because uh, <laughs> I, I text you before you watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's not very good. And you're like, no, no, it's good so far. I'm like, ah, yeah, well, just hold up a minute before you make that. Because <laughs> it, gets, it gets less good. I still think I this is a pr- I still th- I honestly still think this is a pretty good movie. Um, I mean, I actually I don't know if Woody Allen is back, but I think it's the right direction. No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Woody Allen is back. This is in the right direction. This is better than uh, uh, Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson for sure. Um, 
Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I really like the ending. Uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but uh, I think the movie ended exactly the way that it needed to. Mm-hmm. And um, you didn't like it? You didn't like the ending? No, the ending's fine. The ending's fine? Yeah, okay. Uh, my girlfriend was dissatisfied with the ending, but that's because, you know, she's a pleb. She's a peasant. She likes uh, cut-and-paste endings. She liked the notebook where they fall in love and shit, you know? Um, but I thought that this movie's ending was actually... It was actually very good. Um, it's just like the shit, like in the 30 minutes before the ending, where he's like, he's hanging out with that girl, Rad, and it's like, dude, you met this girl once through your uncle, and now she's your best friend on the planet? What the fuck is this? Mm. One, thing I will, one thing I will say, though, despite not being a very good actress, there's something real fucking charming about that Blake Lively. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. I, she's not very good, but goddamn, is she ever charming, dude? I I, I sure like her, um, especially in this setting. Yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre. She didn't fit in this movie, and I don't think she knows how to act for the time. But like, no, that's fine. Everybody's acting like a '40s gangster, and uh, Blake Lively comes in like uh, like any average uh, fucking Valley girl uh, in 2016. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's that. Also, also, uh, I, I, I had a dream that you cheated on me. What the fuck's with that dialogue, Woody Allen? What, what's going on there? <laughs> what, was, what was that all about? Did you, Woody? <laughs> Do you like me? Jesus Christ, dude. Um, I think the whole um, film producer marrying a much younger woman thing was sort of a sort of Woody. Also, Woody Allen was painting the film producer guy, a bad guy for marrying a much younger woman, but didn't he do that? And wasn't the girl also his daughter? <laughs> well, it was his adopted daughter, Chadley. It's not, there's nothing, there's nothing Game of Thrones going on there. Come on. Man. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that doesn't mean he's not a bad person, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. able to separate the art from the artist, unlike most people in 2016. So. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think this is a great movie. One thing you'll notice, like pretty much the first thing I notice is like, holy shit, dude, the cinematography in this movie is pretty good. Pretty um, good, yeah. I, I would agree yeah. with that. It's a, Eric, like, especially like his use of like colors, especially in this 1940s setting. Yeah, it's very bright. Uh, it's very vibrant, um, which, I, which I love. Um, I absolutely love the correct use of colors. I love, I love shots. Like there's like this one shot in the movie that doesn't change for like three minutes because it doesn't have to. And I love that where um, Jesse Eisenberg and Steve Carell are just talking about Steve Carell's problems. And it's just a continuous shot and it sits in one stationary point, but it's not like artless. Like it's not like, it's not like somebody fucked up and just left one camera on, you know, it's, it's totally intentional. Yeah. Well, Woody Allen's had like fucking 60 years to, to, and like he is making like technically, very very good movies i just yeah, think it's like, te- it's like, very good. like uh, i don't know i just don't don't care maybe maybe i just don't care anymore it's just it's just i don't know it's just like these these cut and paste romance stories at this point and it's like yeah sure he invented this cut and paste formula but well, it's see, getting that's, old that's kind of that's kind of why i liked midnight in paris is that it wasn't it wasn't what he normally does. I know you don't like it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, yeah I, think it's I, just, I just don't think Midnight in Paris is fucking about anything. So I'm not a fan of it. All right. Well, <laughs> we're not talking about Midnight in Paris, are we, Chetley? <laughs> let's talk, oh, let's talk performances. 
Yeah, Owen Wilson, obviously. He, 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 I'd say Owen Wilson is the worst Woody Allen impression we've seen. I would say uh, he's the worst. I'd say he's the worst Woody surrogate. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about performances. First of all, Jesse Eisenberg. I, I don't know what it is. I love the man. Um, and, See, I, I mean, I, I'm still I love pretty to hate him. <laughs> I'm still pretty. I'm still pretty peeved about his uh, his abysmal performance in Batman vs Superman. I'll never forgive him for that. And I already didn't <laughs> like him before. So, um, Steve Carell uh, has been pumping out uh, like full one fifties the last few years. But you know what? I'd Apparently say this is more good, like. A, eh? Yeah, he's pretty good, but I don't know. I'd I'd say this wasn't as good as he usually is uh, nowadays. He, he said he said he it wasn't in it as much as I hoped, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, this is more of an it Eisenberg is really, flick. It's really an Eisenberg and Stewart flick, and that yeah, that's fine. I think that works. Um, we got um, Kristen Stewart. Like, who would have thought that the worst actress of two thousand eight would end up being the best actress of twenty sixteen? Holy shit, dude, she is very good. How'd she get so good? Well, you haven't seen Personal Shopper yet, but... <laughs> I haven't seen Personal Shopper yet. But she's really good in this movie. She's very good in uh, Cat Face Society. Uh, who else? Who else is in this bitch? Blake Lively, we already mentioned. She's very charming, but she's not very good. Um, mm-hmm. love, hate, hate to love her. Hate to love her type thing. Um, There's shit, that one there rich guy else that I liked. Um, I don't remember who it was, but uh, the rich guy that, like... And his wife lived in New York or whatever. Oh yeah, the the wife's name was Rad, and she was that that actress. I don't remember her name, but she was on Josie and the Pussycat. She was a bad girl. Oh, a bad she girl, hey? She was a bad girl. She was. A, I wanted to say bad guy, but then I realized that uh, I think that's is is bad is bad guy just a general term, or can we can we use that when referring to women? Is that sexist? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Well, either way, like I would say, Cafe Society is worth a watch. It's uh, I watched it with my girlfriend, and I I think that actually enhanced the experience a little bit just because it's a romance film. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I, it is a good like. It is oh a yeah, good, like <laughs> Paul Schneider from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, dude, Paul Schneider, oh, right? <laughs> Didn't they kill him off after the first season? Mm, Did he die? Yeah, he died. <laughs> uh, I think he died. Mm. This is definitely a good couple movie. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's it, like, it's, it's worth your time. Ever, like it, it, the thing about this movie is that it's not the greatest movie ever, but it's also 90 minutes. Yeah. So like, it's, it's not a, it's not a gargantuous waste of time. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say, check it out. It's, it, there's some fun to be had here. I think it's a, I think it's a fun addition to the Woody Cannon. <laughs> yeah. Is this Cannon? Is this Cannon? Was it ever stated? Is this Cannon? Yeah. They're all Cannon. <laughs> okay. They're all Cannon. Gotcha. All right, so Steve Carell was in this joint. Um, so uh, we have devised a top five films with the man, with Stephen Carell. My number one is Bruce Almighty. Just kidding, that movie's terrible. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> remember Bruce Almighty? Remember when they joke? Remember when there was the joke about him blowing the wind to blow up a girl's skirt? Isn't isn't rape funny in two thousand three? That's good well, stuff. It actually was pretty funny in 2000. <laughs> to, to be fair. And then and then Kobe Bryant ruined it for everybody. It just uh, takes Kobe. one guy, you know. I think Kobe. It, takes, it just takes one guy. We were we were just we were just settling down after uh, after the whole Mike Tyson thing and then Kobe Bryant came and wrecked it again. 
thing about Kobe is he still went on to play a fruitful 12, 15 years of basketball. Which <laughs> crazy. Dude, if Mike Tyson makes a fucking TV if show. If, if Kobe would have done that in 2015, that's it. It's over. <laughs> I, realized, I realized the other day, you ever play uh, the game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Sure. I realized that the end goal of that game is to beat up a rapist. God bless. Uh, what's your number five, Chadley? My number five was the movie we talked about today. Uh, my number five is Cafe Society. Cafe um, Society makes it on, hey? Yeah, Cafe Society made it onto my list. I, I, did, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever to grace my eyes, but it was fun when I was watching it, and I had a good time. All right. Well, I accept that. My number five is going to be Foxcatcher, baby. Mostly Fox because catcher. of that prosthetic nose, which I think should have won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The nose itself. Um, there's a lot of. Really I think good the nose bits. itself should have gotten an Oscar. Yes. There's a lot of really good bits where uh, he's trying to bang Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo. Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Ruffalo's. That's good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, no, Foxcatcher. I, I, it was good. It was acceptable. I'd say. I'd say. I'd say. Cafe I mean, I've, I've only ever seen movie. it. Oh, I would disagree completely, but, uh, you know, that's just a personal opinion. Um, what's your number four, Chadley? My number four? Hey, man, this is the pivotal frat boy movie, baby. It's Anchorman. Ooh, according to Movie Epidemic, the number four best Steve Carell movie is Anchorman. Hell yeah, dude. Anchorman's, I, I, think, the, I think our top fours are going to be, like, identical. Probably pretty similar, I would think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like that very few um, good films. Yeah, he hasn't done very many. Number one, dead in real life, jokes. Um, <laughs> Angerman is really good. Um, Steve Carell gives a really memorable performance. Who here doesn't remember I Love Lamp? Yeah, I, I do sakes. love Lamp. Um, I'm a big fan of Steve. I'm yeah. a big fan of uh, Brick. Brick Tamlin. Yeah. So. Brick Tamlin. I have might never be my seen favorite Anchorman. character in the series. So. I have never seen Anchorman 2 as long as I've lived. Um, oh, it's good. Kanye, I caught, like Kanye's in it? Yeah, I've heard it's very, very. It, dude. <laughs> I heard it's very, very bad. But like, I'm, I do want to see some more Brick Tamlin. Maybe well, I'll watch that. The, Maybe I'll watch all it. the shit that people liked the most from the first one and just extended it to two hours. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I guess. They just magnify it. They're like, is there even a plot? Is there a plot in this movie? Uh, not really. But like, um, what are the things you like the most in the first one? Brick Tamlin being an idiot. Uh, the oh, dude, Brick the, Tamlin being the Anchorman fight. And oh, the, uh, oh yeah, the Anchorman fights. Oh, I like the um. Oh shit, what's his name? Uh, the the guy who plays the the uh, no, it's not Rob Corddry. It's the other one that's not Rob Corddry. Mm-hmm. Uh, who looks like who, who that doesn't look necessarily like Rob Corddry, but him and Rob Corddry often play like the exact same character. The guy from the Office. What's yeah yeah the guy from the Office? Fuck, what is that guy's name? <laughs> Why don't um, I know this? Is yeah. Christina Applegate back? Well, here's the thing about Anchorman uh, Dave, 2. It's basically... David, David Koshner is, okay, is who I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, it's just a big Anchorman fight and uh, Brick being an idiot for two hours since great. Kanye's in it. Oh, good. Oh, good Kanye's in it. To be uh, fair, Kanye though... Kanye runs like, like the... He's like an anchor at the black station or something. <laughs> yeah, that's... For, okay, that's pretty... That's like some shit you and I would have come up with. Yeah, that's it's exactly good. like... When you're watching the the fight in Anchorman 2, it's like, oh, this is some shit that I would have came up with. This is... <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, like that's pretty good. is in there, too. And like, it's like all celebrity cameos, right? So it's like... I, I, heard, I heard Jim Carrey's buried in there somewhere. Yeah, he might be in there. It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's like exclusively famous people. 
dude, I love movies with just famous people. Even the extras are famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're like, you're like looking in the background. You're like, yo, is that Roddy McDowell back there? I think Roddy McDowell might be that old man. Uh, what's your number three, Chadley? My number three. It's the 40-year-old virgin, baby. Ooh, according to Movie Epidemic, the number three <laughs> best Steve Carell movie is the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think our top fours are 100% identical. This is a very good movie. Um, Steve Carell absolutely murders this bitch. Um, basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. They find out that their 40-year-old friend is a virgin, and they try to get him laid. Uh, uh, Catherine Keener's in it. Paul Rudd's there. Seth Rogen is there. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the movie is Seth Rogen plays a stoner because you know surprise. Um, but there's like one of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's like chastising him for smoking pot, and he's like, "How many pots have you smoked?" <laughs> Fucking, so that's uh, that's that's basically the movie that created Judd Apatow movies. So uh, go fuck yourself, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you enjoy the shit that followed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did did you like? Did you like this is forty? Did did you did you like it? Did you like funny people? <laughs> did you like it? Did you like? I kind of like. I kind of like knocked up though. I'll, I'll be to be fair. I, I've never been a fan. I I kind of like knocked up. I think I think knocked up's pretty good. The, well, the, 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 disagree. The, the the plot line of them trying to find nudity in every movie ever made is is like some shit I would come up with. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, it's yeah. not a very good movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Still like it. Number two. Oh, this movie came out of last year. This is uh, from good friend Adam McKay, who's been on the list twice now with Anchorman, mm-hmm. and now The Big Short, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Is this not your number two? Nope. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, shit, dude. Our lists are different now. So we <laughs> fucked up somewhere. We fucked up. We didn't synchronize. Um. Adam McKay's the way. Uh, the Big Short is a super, super good movie um, about the stock market. Or no, uh, what's it about? Wall Street. It's, 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 like it's, about, it's about. What do you mean? What is it about? It's about the fucking the, <laughs> the economic stock, crash. The stock, yeah. Uh, yeah, of the housing, yes. the housing market. That's right. Uh, this is a really great movie. Uh, Steve Carell is amazing in it. He isn't, however, the best performance of the movie. Uh, throw that bitch over to Christian Bale. Um, actually, no. You know what? You know what? No. You know what? I would say I'd say Steve Carell's best performance this movie. I take it back. Okay. I take Christian it back. Bale's hard to fuck with, though. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale is hard to fuck with, and it's also pretty tough to fuck with Brad Pitt as well. Well, um, I would agree with that completely because uh, it's almost like people are constantly fucking with him. <laughs> Every movie he's in, there's always somebody standing there doing a better job. Hey, he was in Troy, and Eric Bana murdered that movie. Well, Brad Pitt. Well, Brad Pitt just squeezed on by. So, uh, if this isn't your number now that, two, now that Brad Pitt is divorced, uh, are you going to try and date him? Well, I just want to know if I can like are his kids for sale? <laughs> oh, because there's no children. Yeah, they can't they can't split them up, right? Like they can't no, split them no, up, no, and neither of them I, can. Neither of them could single handedly take care of forty five children. I don't from what I heard, um, Angelina Jolie wants the children, but Brad Pitt's like, no, you're a fucking Nazi, so there's no way, <laughs> there's no fucking way I'm letting you take the kids. Which is hilarious because <clears throat> he, he's such a big fan of killing Nazis. He's a big fan of killing Nazis. A big fan of killing Nazis. But no, no like, apparently he's just like, 
I was reading an article about this, but apparently he's like just like obviously like the worst dad ever. Just like laid back, like lets them do whatever they want, gives them tons of money and shit. Angelina <laughs> <laughs> Jolie's like old school, like you know, makes them go to bed on time. And Brad Pitt's like, ah, I don't need to go to bed or school. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad Pitt, you, you ever read one book? You ever read one book in your life? So if this isn't your number two, Big Short, what is your number two? My number two is a little Sam Rockwell flick called The Way, Way Back. The Way, Way Back. Wow. We did a little swapsies here because this is my number one. Well, that's your one. number one? I fucking, I love The Way, Way Back. This is a yeah, super Way, Way Back's movie. way underrated. Yeah, nobody talks about it. Uh, Sam Rockwell murders. <laughs> hey, how was Sam Rockwell's the best dude ever? And then he just did Poltergeist and completely fell off the map. <laughs> yeah, dude. Why isn't Sam Rockwell in these Oscar movies? Remember when he was? Hey, remember back in the day when he was in Oscar movies? He's Green Mile oh, and fucking. fucking uh, let's get Sam Rockwell in uh, like a who's who's fucking big right now, director wise. Like, uh, uh, let's get him into, into a um, what's the, what's the name of that really Mexican guy? Oh, um, the Mexican doing guy good that stuff. has won two Oscars in a row. Yeah, let's yeah, get him in a row. Yeah, uh, oh, shit. What's that guy's name? Alejandro. Alejandro Inarito. Let's get him into an Alejandro movie. Fucking, then maybe then you'll give him an Oscar. Who gives a shit? <laughs> fucking hacks. How do you not murders. understand? He's a fucking. Dude, I love Sam. I take it that your number one is the Big Short. Is My number correct? one is the Big Short. That is correct. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good fucking movie. Uh, the way, but let's talk about the way way back, dude. It's 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 really good, and and I love Steve Carell's character in it because it's so uncharacteristic of him, yeah. where he's just like a big jizz bag. Although not anymore. I mean, he's been playing exclusively jizz bags for like three years now. Well, that's his, that's his bread and butter now, baby. Yeah, this is bread and butter. He was like, he did the way way back and was like, oh, dude, I can do jizz bag. Oh, I think I'm down to do some more jizz bag. I think we'll do this more. Give me your somebody called him up. Get over here. <laughs> I called him. I was like, hey, do you have a prosthetic nose? He's like, yeah, I got the prosthetic nose, but can I be a jizz bag? And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, you can be a jizz bag, dude. <laughs> of course you can. Why would we turn you down, Stevie? You know we love you. Be a jizz bag all you want. Um. Uh, who else is in that? Is Tony Collette as well? Tony Collette's in that? Yeah, maybe. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I do I do adore it. It's a, it's a it's very a really, good coming-of-age film. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre love film between a kid and Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. It's not weird. They do, they do, yeah, they don't bang. They don't, even, they don't even do like hand stuff or nothing. Don't worry. It's not weird. It's just like they're friends. They're good. They're good. They're good. Uh, uh, what's the word? Amigos. Hombres. There's a lot of good. Uh, this always makes me want to go on water slides, though, because yeah. he works at the water slide park. Those don't exist uh, anymore, really. Besides ones that are in malls. Other than that, there's not yeah, the outside yeah. ones. There's one. Yeah, there's one here in Edmonton, but it's in the mall. Okay. Well, we're not talking about that, Chadley. I'm talking about outdoor fucking water slide parks. There ain't any outdoor fucking, fucking water parks. Yeah. Yeah. There was. There used to be one in my hometown, and they they shut it down just as I was becoming an age where i would be able to go to it yeah the thing about that is uh it had fucking uh oil and gas leaking into their reservoir so i think it was probably a good idea that they probably shut that down yeah but like i would have liked to have some fun on some gas slides i don't worry about it (laughs) i would love to breathe in those fumes come on what are we talking about next chat Next, let's talk about some zombie movies. Let's talk about Dawn of the Dead. Oh, dude. Oh, man. After watching Night of the Living Dead, I was like, there it is. That's the peak. Ah, I see. But here's the thing about zombie movies is Dawn of the Dead is a zombie movie. Zombie, Dawn of the Dead might be the best zombie movie I've ever seen. 
if you don't count the first 40 minutes. Well, that, I, do, I do not remember it taking that long to get to the mall. The first 40 minutes is not very good, unfortunately. As soon as they get to the mall, the movie becomes amazing. It's so mm. good. Here's the thing about Dawn of the Dead, though. Two and a half hours. Oh, well. It's long. I actually watched yeah. the director's cut, which is like almost three hours. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I also watched the director's cut. I also put this on as like a movie to fall asleep to and could not do it. Watch the whole thing. <laughs> you got it. That's this is like, I, I adore this movie. This is a five-star movie for me in every way. Uh, but I do have some problems with it. <laughs> and uh, one of them being, uh, they're some of the worst on-screen zombies ever. Like they don't look like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. just great. It's just gray makeup. I was going to mention that as well. The, the zombie makeup is not very good. Um, I have I have a couple of qualms with this movie. I still think this is a five star film because the action is like incredibly fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the st- the parts where they're just going around the mall and stealing shit is like my favorite. Yeah, it's so good. This, uh, just, I love when they go into the. When they... It's it's a very funny film actually. Like even in the first forty minutes where nothing's happening, one of my favorite bits happens though when uh, they're all trying to escape and the guy's like, "You got any cigarettes?" And they're like, "Nope, nope." Nope. And then <laughs> as soon as they get in the helicopter, they all light up a cigarette. It's a perfect joke, by the way. <laughs> Man, that was in a movie I saw recently. Oh, uh, it's in Inside Lewin Davis, which oh, uh, that I really watched recently. When he's like, do you got an extra cigarette? And he's like, nope. And then they're just, it just cuts to them in the car. And Oscar Isaac's just looking at him and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, fucking, I love Inside Lewin Davis, but we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks when we count down our... Top fifty favorite movies of all time. Ooh, nice. Ooh. That's actually Ooh. that's actually we'll pretty soon, probably. Yeah, that's gonna be an episode one hundred. This is episode ninety-eight. Holy shit, dude! We we're getting there. I didn't think we'd crack off a hundo, but it looks like we're about to crack Ooh, off. We're gonna break off a hundo. Holy shit! Yeah, never never did I think. Do you think we can make it to two hundo before one of us quits? We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. If there's we'll another shitty if there's another shitty movie year like this, I don't. I honestly don't think we'll make it. I think we'll both kill ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll have to. We'll have to do the show. Um, one of us will have to do the show. Alone. Fucking deliver. Oh, dude! And if it doesn't, dude, I'm gonna be pissed. You know, I, pissed. I think we could really be saved by Oscar season. Honestly, we'll see when the screeners come out, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Oscar season. Oscar season could be all right. Um, another problem I have with Dawn of the Dead is that everybody except for the guy who plays Peter is fucking just just terrible like like <laughs> as if they've the never point, acted though. before yeah i feel like i feel like i feel like uh, george a romero just like hires his friends and they're like dude i've never acted in a movie before i don't want to do this he's like come on man just be in the movie oh, just do, yeah well you'll see that more uh as we progress in the series uh, <laughs> the dead, it's very it's very apparent that there's like two good actors in it and the rest are just people he pulled off the street and one of them is yeah. a zombie so it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy who plays the black guy is is like is pretty good I'd say yeah, not, not amazing, but he's pretty good. Um, those Raiders, dude, holy shit, dude. Those guys haven't acted a day in their life. <laughs> those dudes haven't acted a day in their life before. They were That's brand new scene, to this. Though. And they didn't even practice. They, came, they, they read the script. They came right off of it and went straight into shooting and did one take. Like, there's no way. That, like, that's the only explanation I have for the, how terrible they are. Yeah. I got I got some advice. If you're gonna hold yourself up in a in like a mall or a, anywhere really, uh, barricade yourself in better than like a piece of cardboard. Yeah, that cardboard that was like um, 
blocking the off the hallway. Head hallway. Yeah, I thought that was bizarre because they used goddamn pickup trucks to block everything else off. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty smart. And then oh, they well, like, there's a scene where they're building it and they're like sawing wood and shit and making a frame, and then they just put cardboard over. What? <laughs> you had wood, dude. You had, you had you had a whole mall worth of stuff. It's a whole fucking mall, bro. <laughs> yeah, why did you do it that way? Why did you do it that way? Well, I think the, this, this wasn't the first time I've seen this, but the first time I did watch this a couple of years ago, it, it striked me that it's like way funnier than I expected it to be. Yeah, absolutely. When like when they're fucking around in the mall, there's a lot of really good jokes. I loved uh, I loved black guy dressed up as a waiter. That was hilarious. Well, it is like a very like. It doesn't take itself very every, seriously. Everything George A. Romero makes has like some very not subtle like political undertones to it. So like, I think that's, that helps the satire really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there, like there's a lot of good jokes. Like I love when they're playing the, I, I like that they steal the money from the bank and then gamble with that money. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, that's just, that's just so bizarre to me seeing as like they're in like this post-apocalyptic world where it's absolutely has no meaning or purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only big problem I have with this movie is uh, the Raiders don't really seem to have an agenda. And, like, they just kind of come in and they just, like, fuck around with shit. And I guess there would be people like that. But, like, I just wish that they had, like, some sort of finite concept about these Raiders instead of just their bad guys. They just acted as bad guys to just come in and do some shit. And they didn't really... Well, like, they weren't even taking the, stuff. The, they're right? obviously bad guys, scapegoats, but... I don't think that's really a problem because I, I think in that situation, I think there's going to be just raiders, Chadley. I think there's going to be raiders that just fuck shit up because that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's fine. I think that's fine. And and I think ultimately the, the purpose for it was that, hey, we've already established that these people can stand up against the zombies and fight them. So you got to have something else there too, you know? <laughs> and then there's, oh, man, that, that ending is grim. That ending is grim. Um, sure for, ni- for 1978 and for being a pretty low budget movie, the, um, visuals are great. Like they look really good. Yeah. Um, it's very, than, I do like the, the seven again. I like the seventies colors. I think maybe it would have done well with, uh, with the black and white just to make the zombies look better, but then you'd lose like so much of the, like what makes it fun, I think. So, well, yeah. And I, I think, I think a lot of the blood is what makes this one fun. Cause there's a lot of blood in yeah. this. Like they 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 were buying fucking packets of blood to explode on people's shoulders like you wouldn't even imagine. I'd like I'd like to do a a a, res, a restoration of this that's in black and white except for the blood. Oh, dude, that would be so good. Because those movies look so fucking bad, and like <laughs> if it wasn't black and white, it'd be fine. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, like this this really is the best zombie film ever made. Like, well, it's, it's the zombie film. It's, it's the most influential. I'm not going to argue the influence of it. It's it's the most influential thing maybe ever. Yeah, and every action sequence is a lot of fun. Uh, and that's and that's what sets this movie aside from modern day zombie movies. Is that word is fun? It's fun. And modern day zombie movies are like trying so hard to be scary that they absolutely have no fun. See, that's that's interesting you say that uh, because Day of the Dead, which we are watching next, is is fun. Land of the Dead, less fun. And then it just kind of goes downhill from there where <laughs> George R. Romero is like, 
uh, maybe let's just not make them fun anymore. Oh, it's like, man. why, bro? That's what your bread and butter is. Yeah, goddamn. Fun zombie movies. And then they're like, the only fun zombie movie from this century I can think of is fucking Zombieland, and that was a comedy. That was a joke. That movie's <laughs> yeah. a fucking. That movie's a joke. They're like, we made Adventureland. Want to make Zombieland? Ah, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? Make it fun. They're like, should we make it fun? No zombie movies are fun. They're like, ah, make it fun. <laughs> Ready to talk about one of the worst movies of 2016? Sure. Netflix original, baby. XOXO. Um, this movie is basically... Hmm, what do we call this movie? Uh, this movie, I, I couldn't tell if this was in defense of or in like, uh, like uh, a, a criticism of the EDM scene. Because like... Here's the, yeah. here's the thing about it. This shit's completely serious, Chadley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're one hundred percent serious. I, like, you like it's so it's so preposterous that you think it might be parody, <laughs> but nah, this is just played completely straight. Like they don't even like <laughs> they, they like glamorize the drug culture. It's like what what is this? <laughs> yeah, what's what the fuck's going on here? And like. That's fine if you're going to glamorize the drug culture, but don't simultaneously chastise it as well. Like, you, you can't do that. Like I, like, I was just so confused as to what this movie was supposed to be. So basically, this is a movie about a film festival, like an electric ED, what, uh, what's electric dance music? Is that what EDM stands for? Um, sort of, yes, I think okay. so. It's, it's an EDM <laughs> film festival, and um, film there's festival. four different Why do you keep stories. Film festival. It's a music film festival. festival. Music festival. It's a music festival. I just I don't ever go to music festivals. I, I'm only familiar with one kind of festival. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what's interesting though? That uh, XOXO is a real festival, but it's not an EDM festival. It's a tech festival. It's about like apps and shit in Portland. <laughs> Dude, that is actually really bizarre. So it's called XOXO. One of my friends has gone to XOXO, and I'm like, oh, like the EDM festival. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> fuck this up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Fuck with my mind. That's cool. Um, so this is an e it's it's an EDM music festival, and there's four different stories taking place, and they are all loosely connected. Mm -hmm. And they're all bullshit. Um, <laughs> they're all real dumb. They're all real fucking stupid. So like the main plot of the movie is that there's this guy who made some EDM music and got onto YouTube, uh -huh. and then he goes to this music festival because he gets invited to play. And it's his first set ever. His first set ever. And it's at a huge music festival. So you know what? Better not fuck it up. But guess what he does? He probably fucks it up, right? He fucks it up. Um, but not without uh, the help of his manager fucking up at every situation. <laughs> Dude, everything his manager does is painful to watch because his manager fucks up absolutely everything. And then in the end, they're like, you can still be my manager because you're my friend. And it's like, don't do that. <laughs> Obviously not though. Dude, you made million, you're going to make it, you made fucking, you got a million hits on YouTube, dude. You, 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 this guy isn't doing anything for you. You clearly are doing it all yourself. And his manager, like the whole plot with his manager is that his dad is sad that he's, that he's into EDM. And that his dad wants him to be. If I was his father, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, true. His dad keeps like being like, please, you know, help me run this restaurant. This is like, a, you can this, is, this, this is a warning to all of my future children. If you're into EDM, you are no longer my son or daughter. <laughs> yeah, 
But like, like that was, I'm like, I feel like I've gotten too old because it's to a point when like I see these movies where people are like, I got to take a chance, and then the parents yeah, no, are like, that's, No, that is we're way too old for that. <laughs> yeah, because like, because like the dad is like, No, I will give you this restaurant and you can manage it. Like, it's like you'll make a lot we're of money a out of, of it. We're a couple of fucking forty year old fuckheads, Chadley. Yeah, and like, and like I'm sitting here being like, Dude, take the restaurant. What are you doing? Like. Don't get into EDM. You're not gonna make any money. And he's like, I want to show my dad I can make money, and it's like, well, you can't. You can't make money in EDM. There's it's no all money. fucking YouTube. Hey, millennials, <laughs> there's no money anywhere. Got it's it. all fucking YouTube and SoundCloud, which are free, bro. If anything, you have to pay for the pro version of SoundCloud. <laughs> you lose money by being into EDM. I but like, there was, I wish there was money on the internet, Chadley. There's just not anymore. It's all gone. Okay, so then there's so there's that plot line. All right, so we got that the manager plot line. Then we got the plot line with the uh, the boyfriend and the girlfriend, and the girlfriend's moving away the next day, and they haven't discussed what they're gonna do when he moves away. First mm-hmm. of all, that wouldn't fucking happen, because um, people you know talk about shit. They're, I mean, EDM people are pretty dumb, so I get it. I get it. <laughs> that makes sense. They're in the high school. I think, I don't know. I just like I know I know people who are into EDM who even think like this movie is bullshit. Like <laughs> I, I don't think this movie was really made for anybody because like it's just like it's so it's so fucking like it's so douchey because it's basically basically the way the movie's lined out is that like it's basically saying to the audience if you're not into EDM then you're stupid and uh, and a corporate douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Which. <laughs> which Okay. Well, that brings us that brings us to the one character that I do like uh, is the record store manager who hates the fuck out of EDM until you find out why he hates EDM, and then I'm like, ah, never mind then. Yeah, until until you find out why, and then it's and then you're like, oh, dude, that's bullshit. We'll spoil it. It's because he used to do EDM, and then he got fucked out of a contract. That guy is uh, that guy is Chris D'Elia, who is one of the funniest comedians ever. Doesn't yeah, yeah, I, I, I reckon I reckon I recognize him from something. What, what's he What's he been in? I've seen him around. Uh, he's had like sitcoms and shit. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Probably so he, seen him at you. Probably seen him at our boy Lexi's house because he's uh, like constantly playing his comedy special there. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Speaking of which, my boy Lexi is going to be rolling up to my house in ten days. Ooh, God bless. He'll roll up to my house. He's going to see Kanye, and he needs a couch to crash on. Oh, dude. He was going to buy me a ticket, but I work, which makes me really sad. Yeah, I really wanted to go to that, but I got I got shit. I got shit to do. Yeah, you're a busy man. You, I mean, if you it's want to a, crash on my couch. 9-11, Chadley. It's 9-11. It's 9-11. Oh, 9-11. Make a wish. Man, <laughs> Jesus. That means we started really early. It's 9-11 in the morning. Jeez, I'm not even awake usually at this point. Um, What were we talking about? Right. The very forgettable film, XOXO. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's – okay, so then there's that plot line. And so we got the uh, the dumbest decision in the world is made in this movie where they're like, um, they run out of tickets at the EDM festival and the couple that like the girls moving away are like, you know what? We got to go to this festival. So let's climb through the sewers. And then they just sleep in a pile of shit. And like, oh, like the, the who, part who asked for that? so fucking much. Like, Dude, don't who fucking, who fucking ask for the part where they where they break up and then sleep in a pile of shit. Like who is who is begging? Dude, I, I kind of did like at the end though when uh, when they bring him into the back and Christy Leo's like, "Man, you guys smell like shit. Let's go." Yeah, you guys and can come back. You guys can come back. Into the festival, 
like just like covered in shit. Like, have you ever, have you ever been to a, like a music or like a, some sort of concert or something? And like there's like a really sweaty guy dancing beside you or something. It's like that, yeah, but times a thousand because he's covered in shit. <laughs> well, I think I think that's that's almost kind of a funny joke because it's just a reminder that when you go to a music festival, there's going to be people who smell like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to be real close to you. Okay, so then we got the um, so that those are all the plot lines that are like pretty bad, but like passable, I guess. But then we have um, what I call the unwatchable plot line. <laughs> yeah. And this this plot line comes from an actress who keeps trying so hard, but she's just very bad at it, and she can't act at all. And that's Sarah Hyland. Um, she, you might know her from uh, she's the, the eldest girl on Modern Family. She was also in a movie called uh, See You in Valhalla, which she was very bad in. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's in this. I'm not really familiar with her work. Uh, she's very bad. She's a very bad actress, but like. Oh, okay. I'm like, are you ready to scream? Are you ready to scream about some bullshit? Because I'm ready to scream. Mm. All right, this shit, okay? So this girl met a dude online who was also into EDM. And, like, if you meet a dude online who's into EDM, for sure don't pursue that. But, yeah, obviously he's going to rape you. <laughs> yeah, obviously he's going to rape you. Which should he be does. Obvious. Oh, yeah, that should be obvious, right? <laughs> yeah, he meets up with him. <laughs> and then he rapes her. And then she cries about it for five minutes. And then a dude is like, hey, man, just forget about the worries and go and oh, party. And dude, like, the stoner guy? Oh, my God. That's one of the most preposterous. Like, that's like, <laughs> like you know how there's like in some movies, there's like a like a wise a black angel. person or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the wise black person in uh, XOXO is a fucking guy strung out on mushrooms and fucking coke and shit. Yeah, trying to sell people drugs. So, like, she gets... Look, she gets pinned against the wall and finger blasted against her will, and she's like crying and begging him to stop and stuff. And then she like walks away, and then she cries for five minutes, and then someone's like, "Hey, why don't you just have fun?" And she's like, "Yeah, all right." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, what? Whoa, what? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry, this person just got raped, and that's how we're get- that's how we're dealing with it." Yeah, that guy's just gonna walk away and enjoy the rest of the festival. That's that's how this is going down. I was screaming, dude. I was, like, legit screaming. I was like, there's no fucking, there's no way. And then, like, look, I would be fine if she just went back to the party and then went to the cops later on or whatever. But, no, she goes back to the party, and she, like, falls in love with the guy on stage for no reason. No reason. No reason. And then she just, she, and then she just like, goes up on stage and makes out with him, and then it cuts to credits. Well, we've missed a lot. we've missed a large part of the good shit, though, Chadley. You're skipping ahead way too much. There's there's also the there's also the Asian mystic man um, that walks around. I, oh yeah, okay. I remember this kind of. How do you not remember? This is an integral part of the of this of the fucking movie. It's this Asian guy that's walking around, and like you see him, he's he looks casual. Doesn't really look like he's into EDM. Uh, everybody's talking to him. He's he's telling them their problems. Later, you find out. That's the guy that organized the entire Right, <laughs> right. But he wasn't, he, like, when you say Asian, I think Chinese, but I think he was more, like, Cantonese or something like that. I mean, like Korean. That. He was Korean. Yeah, like, maybe Korean or Filip- Filipino. Well, I, it's not, that's, that's not the point uh, as much as, so, that towards the end of this movie, uh, like, the, the main guy that's supposed to go on, like, the fucking, who's he supposed to be, like, Dead Mouse or something? Like, 
He's he's supposed to be someone popular, right? Uh, or uh, well, I mean, somebody, yeah, somebody who's popular in EDM. I'm not familiar with the the genre. Well, he's, <laughs> so, he's, well, he's like this douchebag guy that makes shitty music, and then uh, he just decides he's not going to go on. And then Buddy, our main character, just walks up on stage and hi. Hey, obviously that wouldn't work. But. Yeah, obviously. Wait, wait, did so? Okay. Do they not have security to stop somebody from just walking on stage and just doing a set? There was security, if you noticed, in that scene as he was walking up to the stage. But they were just looking at him. They didn't, like, like do anything. They're like, yeah, that looks about right. (laughs) Yeah, dude, this this movie is fucking preposterous. So there's this movie takes a lot. Like, it, it forces the viewer to make a lot of really rash assumptions. Like yeah, very, very. There's like, do you remember the acid trip scene where the dude climbs into the porta potty? Okay, yeah, that's the best part of the whole fucking movie. You like that? Yeah, dude. When he's fucking, he climbs into the porta potty and then it, it turns into space. Yeah. It was. Here's the thing: is that like, this movie had like kind of good cinematography, but like the cinematography didn't match the mood of the movie at all. Yeah. Well, I, I do agree with that. Like, I think there was a lot of interesting shots, especially when they were filming the concert stuff. And, like, a lot of cool visuals, like a lot of neon cool visuals. Oh, but the rest is just so bad. <laughs> Here's the thing. You remember that Metallica movie, uh, Through the Never? Mm-hmm. And you remember how that was just, like, like, uh, like it was just, like, a concert, and then there was kind of a subplot? I, I kind of wish that this was like that instead of, like, just being subplot. Oh, I see. Like, I kind of wish it was just, like, the concert, and then, like, you'd see subplot, like, every now and again. Um, that being said, Through the Never is not a good movie. It's just, it's better than this. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Well, you, you gotta like Metallica to really enjoy that, I think. Yeah, which I kind of do. I mean, uh, they're okay, I guess. I don't really listen yeah, to I music, like so, like, these, these I movies... I like them less than you, so... <laughs> but I, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was okay. These music movies, they kind of go over my head because I, I like I don't really care about music. Uh, like I like watch movies. I don't really listen to music that often. So stuff yeah, like this I tends. To I, I listen to fucking Kanye and Weezer, and that's that is it. <laughs> so if your if your movie doesn't contain Kanye or Weezer, I don't I don't care. Yeah, yeah. If your music film doesn't have either of those things, there's no point in me watching. Which uh, we've already stated, Anchorman Two does have uh, Kanye. So that is great. Good film. Good it film. also has Rivers Cuomo of uh, of of Weezer fame. Really, an Anchorman? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were being serious, and I'm like, oh shit, dude, we got a we got a perfect game here. <laughs> That's a perfect role right there. Um, yeah, XOXO is uh. What? Yeah. Why Netflix? Why did you? Yeah, why, why did they pick this one? Yeah. Did okay. Did they, was this movie made and then Netflix put their money on it, or did money, Netflix put their money on it and then it was made? I don't know. Uh, I, I want to assume that it was like picked up by Netflix, but it's hard yeah, to tell those guys because they're doing whatever the fuck. I would actually want. rather. I'd rather assume the other way. I'd rather assume that Netflix funded it because if Netflix funded it, at least they paid for it before they saw it. You know, mm-hmm. before they knew what it was. Because if they saw this and then were like, "Yeah, no, we could pay for that," and then it's like, "Wait, yeah, whoa, no, 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 they, no, they paid for it. They paid for it." Ah, uh, god damn it! Like the good paid for it, or the, yeah, no, they pro- they produ- they produced it. So okay, all right. Well, I they, mean, they didn't just buy it from a film festival. Is what is what I mean. Okay, so somebody somebody fucked up, but it's not that bad. Cause they, oh, 
Because a lot of the Netflix original movies are movies they just bought from film festivals, so. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like um, what is it, Forgiving of Careness or Carelessness of Forgiving or mm-hmm. 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 Giving. What, what is that movie called? The caring of Giving? Care, care, fundamentals, <laughs> fundamentals of Caring. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For, for giving, for caring, fundamentals of, of giving. Um, yeah. Yeah, because they just bought that from a film festival. And you know what? That was a pretty good snag, I think. Because like, the, I think the more I think about snag. that, that's yeah, that's a pretty decent movie. I, I feel like I was kind of rough, rough on that movie when it, we first saw it. It's not it. that, come on, it's not that good. But like, uh, you, yeah. we've seen no, so much shit good, this but... year that it kind of like... <laughs> it just seems better kinda... in comparison to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Sausage Party and Dirty Grandpa and... Fifty Shades of Black. I haven't seen Dirty Grandpa yet, but holy shit, dude! It's on Netflix and it's the worst film. Like, it's so bad. Hey, do you want to see Robert De Niro's career just like be done? Because that's it. Uh-huh. That that's it. Because Dirty Grandpa's it, dude. That's the last thing he's gonna be able to do. <laughs> Nobody will ever hire him again after Dirty Grandpa. I don't think that's true, but uh... nobody. No, if anybody hires Robert De Niro from now on, they're making a mistake. Which seems like a bizarre <laughs> thing to say. As a fucking you know taxi driver and the Godfather too and like one of the greatest actors of all time like Al Pacino could do garbage for years and like it would take a lot for me to be pissed off at him and just like be like man that's the worst actor ever but Robert De Niro like I feel like I'm at a point now where his bad stuff is outweighing the good stuff which sucks because there's a lot of good stuff yeah I, I will say though Al Pacino's recent movies have been pretty pretty decent. Yeah, I've I've heard that. I've I've never seen. I, I've never seen. Manglehorn, baby. Manglehorn. I've heard Manglehorn's pretty good. I never saw it though. But he was also in Jack and Jill, which is uh, which is a, a mortal sin. Well, that's obviously uh, something that we can't forgive. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's the show. Um, actually, do we want to do some trailer trash real quick? I guess so. Hey, did you see the uh? Did you did you see the the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer? Mm, sort of. Holy shit! I, wa- I, I watched it uh, on someone's laptop, like th- that was like sitting in front of me. So here's the thing: I was told after that last Pirates movie, I was totally off board. But now that I seen Javier Bardem as the bi- villain, I'm fucking on board again. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to uh to watch that and now assume that now that you know Johnny Depp beats the shit out of women. Uh, it <laughs> kind of makes his character more authentic, really. My girlfriend doesn't believe that Johnny Depp did it. Well, I mean, it's I mean, he, innocent until he proven did. guilty, uh, Bill Cosby. Does she also think that Bill Cosby's not a rapist? Because <laughs> it's the same thing. To me. Look, man, we can discuss this after the podcast. She doesn't think Bill Cosby <laughs> did it either? This is amazing. We've, we've really stressed the <laughs> ground here. <laughs> She's not convinced Bill Cosby did it. I am. Because he did it. Well, but. here's the thing about Bill Cosby is definitely did it. <laughs> yeah, definitely did it. Um, I'm pretty sure but, he pleaded guilty, but uh, because of his disability, he's not getting jail time. That's fucking preposterous. It makes me so mad. What's his disability? Is it just being a fucking retard? Like, is that the whole thing? <laughs> no, it's, uh, he's like blind now. So. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, Good. Good. I hope he's blind. I hope this is God punishing him. I hope he also loses, like, I hope he gets, like, what is it, fibromyalgia where you're in pain all the time? Is that what that is? (laughs) I don't know what the fuck fibromyalgia is. That's the shit that I see on late night commercials. I hope that he gets, like, a really, really, really bad version of that so it feels like he's always in the electric chair. (laughs) No wet sponge? (laughs) 
<laughs> no wet sponge. No wet sponge. I just want I want him to be screaming in agony for the rest of eternity. Bill, like, like here's the thing: is that like Mike Tyson? I'm not gonna say I'll forgive Mike Tyson, but at least he was like, yeah, no, I did it. I'll go to jail. I'll do that shit. But Bill Cosby's like, please don't put me in jail. Beat me to the boom. You know, like fuck you, Bill Cosby, you piece of shit. And so you, he you appreciate it. you appreciate when they when they take. Yeah, he took it. Fucking hey, look, Mike Tyson may have raped somebody, but he took he took responsibility for his actions and he paid for it. Bill Cosby denied it, denied it for like a year. It was like these seventy five women are all lying. It's like they can't all be lying, Bill. They can't all be lying. There's almost a hundred of them. I just don't like when you see Johnny Depp, like when you see him, like in every regular day attire. I don't look at him and be like, oh, I bet he doesn't beat women. <laughs> yeah, with like, like that's not something I think about. When I see I, him, I'm like, hey, he might beat women. He's probably does, an alcoholic and probably beats women. Does Does Johnny Depp wear transition shades? I feel like he wears transition shades. Yeah. Well, no, I think they're, they're just like, I think they're like half glasses, half uh, sunglasses. <laughs> oh, okay. One of those. One of those. So he's a real douchebag. He's, he's sometimes he's wearing a bandana, like, you know, like a biker bandana. Look, Hunter S. Thompson is maybe one of my favorite writers of all time, but he was a very dark dude, and Johnny Depp was best friends with him. So that, that should say something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, fucking Hunter S. Thompson. It makes sense that they're friends, though, because that's how yeah. Fear and Loathing. Was it Fear and Loathing? Did, did working on Fear and Loathing together make them best friends, or were they best friends before? Mm, I think it was because of Fear and Loathing. Did Hunter S. Thompson kill himself? Is that is that is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He blew his brains all over his kitchen, <laughs> and then he, he let his wife and kids walk in on it. Oh God, what a piece of shit, dude! I hate Hunter S. Thompson. No, he's a fucking incredible writer, but a very bad person. That's just yeah. how it goes. <laughs> a very bad man. Uh, but I, I mean, like, I think at least, at least he didn't Chris Benoit and kill his family first, right? Like, yeah, I there's, think there's I, that. I think New Pirates could be good. It's it's gonna have Je- uh, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom. Uh, the whole ah, maybe I don't care, right? Maybe I don't care yeah. anymore. It's been like 10 years since the last one. Maybe I don't care anymore. It's been a while, but you know what? Here's the thing is that I almost prefer it being a while. I almost prefer it because like that's what they do with James Bond too. They're like, fuck it. We'll put one every out every four years. And it's like, oh, so you're taking the time to make the movie good instead of rushing it out the door? Okay. But they explain Pirates 4 then. <laughs> okay. That was pretty rushed out the door. Uh, Pirates 3, I'd say, is pretty rushed out the door, too, if I'm being totally honest. But, like... Dude, Pirates 3 looks like fucking some... Citizen Kane compared to Pirates 4. That movie's so fucking bad. Well, that's because Pir- Pirates 4... Here's here's a fun fact about Pirates 4. It's also um, the most expensive film ever made, which is preposterous because it's also one of the worst. I think, it, I think it's, like, in the top three most expensive <laughs> movies ever made. Hold on. Yeah, I would believe I think that. I mean, most, most expensive movies ever made... Um, nope, yeah, it is the most expensive movie ever made. Parts of Caribbean 4 is the most expensive movie ever made. Mm. So there you go. I don't believe that, though. Um, it looks like looking. shit. <laughs> it does. Sure does. It had, what was its, um, its base cost before, like, everything else was $400 million. That's like before... That's cost. That's before extensions and uh, advertising. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's pretty yeah. expensive. Expensive fucking movie. And then the second uh, most expensive movie was the third Pirates of the Caribbean at 300 milli. 300 milli base cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, do you think they're going to break a record here or what? Uh, yeah, let's make it this the most expensive movie ever made, but let's make it look good. Here's is it, There's no way that that fucking fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie broke even. How are they even making a fifth one? Is this just Disney like fucking around with their shit. Marvel money? Most of it's most of it's like <coughs> merchandising, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But like, is 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 Disney Jow just like? Are they taking from the Marvel and Star Wars bank to make fucking pirates movies? Can't do it. I would think they must be right. Yeah, they, I mean, they kind of have to be. But it doesn't matter though, because like they make so much money off of anything that has the Star Wars name on it, or anything that has the Marvel name on it. Well, like, here's the thing. Money goes to Disney. Is that they made enough money off of that Star Wars movie last year that they could probably still function as a studio for another, like, 20 years with just that movie's money. They probably could fund an entire Pirates movie off just, like, last month's worth of Star Wars toy sales. Probably, yeah. Probably. (laughs) Like, Like, seriously. Disney, like, look, here's the thing. Is that, like, 10 years ago, Disney was just that studio that made Chicken Little. And, like... I don't know what happened, but in the last decade, they kind of just fucking figured out the entire industry. And well, they, like, they and made, like smart, they made some smart business moves. Let's be honest. Yeah, they fucking they played the they played they played the whole industry like a fiddle. Well, see, they watched they watched the shit that they're like, okay, these Marvel movies are doing good. We could buy DC, but they're not doing good, so we'll buy that because that's a franchise. And then they're like, well, George Lucas doesn't want to make Star Wars movies. Let's see if he'll take a $4 billion offer, right? <laughs> let's, see, let's just see if he'll take that. And he fucking did. <laughs> Here's the thing is that George Lucas has enough money to live, like, to live for another 20,000 years, but thankfully he will only live for another two. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, $4 billion? Him. That's a lot of money. You could literally live forever. Like, well, he, did, he did donate, I think, most of it or something, like $3 billion. Oh, God bless. To Disney? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I do remember saying that he wasn't keeping any of the money. So, I do, I do know that George Lucas um, does, a lot of, does, does still do a lot of work on those Star Wars movies, though. Like, he's not, yeah, like, he's banned from set. <laughs> yeah, like, like they, they, have to, they have to talk to him and shit still. I imagine that's part of the deal. Uh, to what point, though? Because like he didn't like the new Star Wars, right? So like, obviously, at some yeah. point they cut him out of the, <laughs> the process. I mean, at some point you got to, right? Because at some point, like, he's like, uh, we could, uh, we could throw some uh, Jar Jar Binks that's in there, pretty, like, pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, George Lee. <laughs> They're like, look, look, George, we can't do. It. He's like, no. I mean, we could just. Uh, we just have a part where uh, Ray Ray makes out with a guy, and it's like, no, you know, we don't really need to do that. <laughs> we don't need to do that. It's like, yeah, what if uh, what if we threw in some new kind of aliens? Just George enough, you know. <laughs> Fucking JJ. What is enough enough, George Lucas? You fuck. All right, is there any other trailers? Or are we done here? No, that's it. I just want to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean and Javier Bardem because because yeah, yeah. like. Uh, what are we doing? Look, next? If, if the whole if the whole movie was just that scene that was in the trailer, I think I would be satisfied. Because Javier is fucking amazing. It's the same character from Skyfall, but I don't even give a shit. Skyfall. It's 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 a sky, it's the Skyfall guy, but a pirate now. He's a pirate now. Holy shit! What are we watching next week, Chadley? <laughs> Holy shit, dude! It's Spooky Tober. Oh, we're starting. It, we're gonna start Spooky Tober late, unfortunately, uh, just because like we're garbage men. And that's fine. Hey, you got to uh, the shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the next one? What's the next Dawn of the Dead? Is it Day of the Dead? 
Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is next. Day of the Dead is, like, underrated. It's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. I'm excited to watch it. We're going to watch Day of the Dead. Um, we're starting Spookytober, so it's all going to be spooky movies all month. We're going to be talking about Ghostbusters. Ooh. Ghostbusters. Starring Melissa McCarthy. Mm. Does she play Slimer? Mm. She does play Slimer. I can't confirm. I've seen the film. She plays Slimer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I vowed not to see this in theaters because I made a, I made a vow that if uh, Melissa McCarthy was in it, I would not see it in theaters. I've kept that vow, and but now I can. Now I'm going to watch it at home. Um, we're also going to watch The Shallows. More Blake Lively, dude. Couldn't couldn't get enough of this Blake Lively, I guess. Double we're dipping, get, hey? We're, yeah, we're gonna get a little more. I've seen that movie. I got some words for it. I, I you know, I I know how I feel about that movie. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> hell um, yeah, Jaws, baby. Uh, hell we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Last Cool Dude and subscribe on YouTube. I don't remember if I changed my Twitter handle back to Chadley the movie, but you can follow me. I I think it's not Brad Only Reek. Still, I still have to 